live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. Edwards is out to the right. Zay Jones to the left. Looks to the right. Fires oh, back. Oh, high. He had Edwards. Yes. He had Edwards wide open and caught through high. So it will stay Washington up by two. I just think there was a miscommunication certainly between me and, and what I wanted to do with that particular situation with Derek. So um, that, that was really on me. 48 yards, picks it away off to the right and slides through on the right side to put Washington ahead. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Twin Peaks, Monday night, Monday night football on the way. Bill's Patriots, gigantic game. Windy as hell. Totals down to 39 and a half. Side, Bill's three. Again, Willie's here. We got Mateo here back in our Finley Toyota studios. The girls it's are Ari. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Four. Number five. Oh, look at Belichick. Drawing the line in the sand. He is connected to Annapolis, but wearing the Navy mask. All right, we'll get to the breakdown of the Bills and the Patriots in just a little bit. Golden Knights. Okay. All right. Calgary in town. Pretty good team. Get the job done. How do they do it? They got it done by clogging the neutral zone and eliminating easy paths, easy entries for the Flames to get into their offensive zone. And they did it quite, I don't want to say easily, but they they looked really good last night. I mean, they looked in sync. They just looked, they methodically beat the number one team in the Pacific Division. William Carlson came back, said afterwards that he wasn't sure how he was going to feel. His first time in game speed, and but he felt fine afterwards. Um, asked about his conditioning. Said it was just going to, you know, take some time. But he he felt fine. He was surprised. He said he was a little surprised that you know that he, but he felt great. Um, their passing was really good. Their their timing was well. They they really looked like a well oiled machine. I don't want to say they were dominating because, but they they that defensive. Um, mantra that Pete DeBoer really presses into them, and uh, you saw it last night because, like I said, they couldn't. Every time the puck made it to the neutral zone, they were clogging there. They didn't give Calgary any head starts. You know, you, that's a team that is going to sort of they're going to be heavy on the forecheck, but when they get a head start, then they sort of get ahead of steam and they're charging toward the offensive zone. They really move speed. And Vegas Golden Knights took that away from them last night, and they really couldn't find a lot. Robin Leonard was good. Um, there weren't a lot of shot opportunities. The Golden Knights outshot them, but um, he was on. And they just overall as a team, they looked really good. And the fact of the matter is, it's been a long time since we've seen the top six forwards skating. How about that? So so 14-10, and 10, and they also got good news last night on Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. I think it's good news. Robin Leonard announced um, because uh, somebody asked him, "Do you think you got a leg up on the? You got the advantage now for the starting goaltender for Team Sweden because Jacob Markstrom plays for Calgary, and those two would arguably be the best two for Team Sweden." And he said, "No, because I have told 
Sweden that I will not be playing in the Olympics. After meeting with my psychiatrist and agents, we have decided and let them know we wish them well, but I will not be participating. So he is staying home for the Olympics. As we know, he has been one of the most outspoken players in the NHL about his bipolar condition, mental health issues, depression. And I think with the COVID ramping up, and especially outside of the United States where there's still heavy, heavy concerns, um, you know, I think it was just going to be weighing heavy on him, just like we saw last year with all the – remember with the – the promises about vaccination and so on and so forth. So when you go to to maybe if there was going to be string, very stringent rules, and so they discussed everything that was involved, and he pulled out. I asked Peter DeBoer, does that make you, you know, when, when something like that happens, somebody asked specifically about Robin, and I said, you know, um, given the injury bug that this team has dealt with and some COVID issues, does that make you happy that you're going to have some players in? He said, to be honest with you, that's a personal decision. I don't know if I'm happy about it, and I would never ask a player not to go. He said, you know, that I'm going over there to coach, so I would swim over if I had to get there to be able to be a part of that. But I can't ask anybody to stay home, but that is their choice. Number four. Yesterday, Willie. Yeah. Calling for the head of Greg Olson? Is that what you did? Can you play this again? Can you pull up this uh, this cut? As Willie was asking Derek Carr about Greg Olson and the job he's doing, and, you know, if if it's time to replace Greg Olson, call in the place. Derek, for as well as the offense was playing when Greg started calling the plays, and then all of a sudden, for the last five losses. Are you, as the quarterback leader of the team, are you content with how the play calling is going, or do you feel at this point that there needs to be a change? To answer your real question, I love Ole, and he's doing a great job. There you go. To answer your Up real yours, question, Willie. Steve, Up no, yours, right in your face. I was not saying. Why are you? Olsen, you're asking for everyone to go bye-bye. I didn't ask, you got these uh, kind of like these hidden messages because you, you, today you sent over something. You're like Utah State routes number 19, San Diego State. 46-13. So you can turn around a Mountain West football program in one year. What does that mean? What well, happened last year with San Jose State. Oh, okay. Two straight conference championships. We saw a team turn around a previous stinker. That's not a reference to something else. I was just saying that you can turn a Mountain West football program around in one year and not have a bunch of excuses. All right. I thought, you're, I thought you were going after Olsen, and now you're going after Marcus Arroyo. I just was saying there's the, you're the one that started this whole rundown from the very beginning that there's college football Armageddon. I was just pointing out that an offensive coordinator is calling the plays. He didn't do a good job in Jacksonville and was fired by the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, Gus Bradley. Maybe it's time for Rich Passaccia to call the plays. Or maybe it's time for them to powwow and say, hey, let's stop throwing the ball toward the sideline and let's start throwing the ball downfield with all these weapons that we have. Maybe Josh Jacobs, I don't know, the guy the guy that was a first round pick, the guy a running back out of Alabama that's in the that's ranked number 1 in the country right now from that program and had something to say. Basachi didn't agree with it today. Maybe they all need to get on the same page because a few weeks ago as Tina pointed out earlier 
Carr said one thing. Passaccia didn't agree when he was asked about it. Doesn't sound like your offensive minds are on the same page. That's all I was getting to. Number three. Brutal injury yesterday for Kenyon Drake. You could see it on the replay instantly. Did you think it was a dirty tackle? Because uh, Drake went on a, a multiple tweet tirade talking about taunting penalties and, hey, maybe you should pay attention to the way guys tackle, especially, you know, one things, uh, once things, you know, get tied up, that guys are kind of twisting and pulling on the bottom. I would have never thought of that because how many times have we seen a tackle and a big guy rolls backwards? I would have never thought that that would have been construed like so I would have looked at that and said, oh, God, he got caught underneath his, you know, underneath the body. Hey, so they're, they're throwing flags for taunting and protecting quarterbacks from getting touched, but this is my second straight season being injured by a guy pulling me back and using his body weight to roll up my legs. So here's, here's, here's a guy, here's a veteran, right, who brings a, a vital part of the offense and has been in some key plays. And here's Rich Bisaccia this today that said, when you look at the play, on tape, it did not look intentional. I think he got himself in a funky body position at the end when he went to finish a little bit. The guy kind of rolled him over, and he got his ankle cut underneath there. So I can't speak on the first one that happened to him when he got his last injury. It didn't look intentional. Certainly, it ended up being a roll-up position at the end. I know he's a little bit frustrated about getting injured again, but it just did not look that intentional on Phil. Okay, but the running back is saying that this happens often, and it's got to be stopped. That this is a this is a trademark move is basically what he's saying that they know how to do again communication the head the interim coach he's saying no now we have another communication issue maybe there should be a change number two what do you think of the job Basaccio did yesterday as a head coach and we can get into the play calling where are we right now with Basaccio as the head coach. Dabo Sweeney, did you see him wearing redder gear? That's all. Yeah, we're going to get to that yeah, with number one. Yeah. Uh, Bisaccia said, if you're results-oriented <laughs> all the time, then you're just looking at the scoreboard and spending your life up there. Well, I mean, unfortunately. You better spend the rest of the last five games up there, yeah, buddy, yeah. because if you're not spending time on the scoreboard, you know, Marcus Arroyo, UNLV coach, said there's no moral victories. Well, there's no moral victories and improvement with the team that was 3-0 and and 5-2. and Now you've lost four of five and looked horrible doing it. Let's not rest on the laurels of a game that took place in th- on Thanksgiving in Dallas and point to that. There, you know, there's a lot of, sk- of, of questionable play calling that's taking place. I'm just I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff, Willie, yeah. that we saw the last couple of years, yep. and we thought – you know, the early signs from Ritz Basaccia were, let's break the mold from Gruden. Let's be more aggressive. As it turns out, it just looks like other teams are having a little trouble adjusting to Greg Olson. But we've got third down issues that continue. Uh, yesterday, you pointed out, well, you pointed it out today, but Ed Sports, which breaks these things down, said that Basaccia had the number two and three worst coaching decisions of week 13. Those were punts right around the 50. Right, which you shouldn't be doing. You should be playing aggressive in the middle of the field. The red zone issues are borderline outrageous. The Raiders, per red zone drive, are averaging 4.47 points per red zone drive. That's good for 29th in the league. And then on the flip side, unfortunately, when other teams get in the red zone, they freaking score. 
because the Raiders' defense is dead last in defending in the red zone, 6.1 points by the opposition. So you're seeing a lot of things come together here in a 6-6 six and six season that are just going in the wrong direction. And this is these are numbers and these are trends that led to seasons the last couple of years that fell apart down the stretch. Be aggressive. Break out of this 500 zone. Be aggressive, Willie. The Las Vegas Raiders now rank second to last just in front of the New York Giants and tied with the Detroit Lions and Washington football team at 50% for red zone percentage of times a team reaches the red zone, scores a touchdown. And the thing was is (laughs) here's the problem about yesterday. Somebody asked Hunter Renfro, and Hunter goes, uh, I don't think that we had that many opportunities to get. We weren't in the red zone. He said, well, you know, again, we, again, there's problems with the red zone. Hunter looked at me and goes, we didn't even get in the red zone. They were one for two. They got in the red zone twice. That was in my story. The, the three field goals they went for were 36 yards and longer, I think, 36, 37, and 54, whatever. They didn't even get in the dang red zone, and at least they hit 50%, which is their percentage for the season. Uh the third down is is the problem. It's yeah. you know that is the that is the issue. I mean, you you have to convert, and you have to take shots. You have to take chances and stop. If you're on third and eight, stop throwing the ball four yards and trying to get yards after catch, or throwing the ball negative one yard behind the line or at the line. That that's baffling. That's baffling. And now it goes back to play calling. But hey, we love Zoli. He's doing a good job. Number one. All right, you mentioned Dabo Sweeney at the game yesterday. That was weird. I saw Hunter Renfro joke afterwards. He's like, hey, he's been out here a couple times. We lost both games. Was that? It's not weird. Was that, that a, was that a pitch It's for not. the job? Is that, hey, come on. Why don't you take a visit? See it's, what it's like out here. It's not weird that he's here. I am not going. Danny Webster is going tomorrow to the College Football Hall of Fame banquet. Dabo Sweeney is in town for that. He is going to that. Now, he didn't need to come in early for that. He could have flown in today or tomorrow. But there is a huge thing. I was gonna. I was offered to cover it for AP. Danny Webster is going to be covering it. Uh, Mark Wallington, was, uh, who was out there for the Las Vegas Bowl yesterday, he was handing out press releases. So I do know that there is a major event, and he said that. But... The fact that he's on the sidelines, the fact that he's with Mark Davis, the fact that he was in Raiders gear. Well, that Raiders gear looked good, didn't it? And a lot of Clemson guys on that team. A lot of SEC guys on that team. What else could this guy do? What else What else would he need to do in the college ranks? Why, why not take a shot? What else does he need to do? Why stay? Well, first of all, I think he's a college coach, not a pro coach. Uh, what would? How do we know that? What would? We don't, but that's. I'm just making a prediction. I don't okay. think he. I don't think he'd be an elite NFL coach. I don't know that he communicates with players like you need to on the pro level. But hey, maybe. Um, what would I be doing if I were Dabo Sweeney? I'd be looking around college football, looking at all these extensions and raises. And he, he already makes. Uh, I think his deal is what ten years, ninety-two million dollars. Um, I'd kick the tires a little bit, or in imaginary fashion, kick the tires with the Raiders to kind of spook, scare Clemson. Why not? Right? I mean, Clemson already knows the Alabama thing is coming down the road. He's an Alabama guy. Nick Saban's not going to coach forever. 
What do you think? Do you think he would be a good selection for the Raiders? It's it's hard to say because he's only done college. It's hard to say how you know how you manage these. What did we just hear from Doc Walker? Right? The difference is is now the difference from back then, guys coming out of college were getting thirty thousand dollar signing bonuses, fifty thousand dollar signing bonuses. Guys are coming out of college now making millions and running around on videos with uh, AK-47s and threatening to kill people. So there's a big difference in the, guys, the model. Guys, of, guys, the, guys did stuff like that in the past. We didn't see it on video, though. So let's not act like, <laughs> we the, did. Let's not act like the 80s in the NFL. Everyone was a good guy. Well, ma- you, 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 know, just, you just okay. didn't see it on social so, media. So, so maybe, then maybe, just maybe, in, in with, with Doc's uh, representation of today's players and what they're dealing with, Maybe Dabble would be good because that's what he's dealing with is young college guys. Yeah, I don't buy that there's a big maturity issue okay. in the National Football League. You think they're all mature? No, I didn't say they're all mature. I actually I think there's more professionals now who play professional football than there were back in the 80s. You think they could come to Vegas because there's been a couple issues this season? Well, that's another good question about character and who you're building your team with. My biggest thing is can Dabo Sweeney relate to – 25, 28, 30, 32-year-olds. Maybe. It's, Maybe his attitude's changed the last couple of years. Some of the stuff he said in the past I thought was kind of ridiculous, that he'd walk away from college football if they started paying the players. So guess what, Dabo? They pay the players up here. Got to deal with all of them. They all get paid. Well, they're playing the players in a sense, right? They can take their, they can take endorsements now. But a couple of years ago, he said he would walk. He didn't. Right. Maybe, maybe, actually, maybe this is his – Maybe this is what he meant. Now he's going to walk. Maybe he's walking. Maybe he's ready. Quite prophetic. We do know. We do know that it's 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 almost a given that Basachi is not going to be the head coach next year. And I would have to say that if things continue down this road for five games, even if they go three and two, okay, it's time to blow it up from top to bottom and clean house. I still stand by the fact that Gus Bradley has done his job. But I don't know if you can keep him, and if a new guy comes, he's going to want to bring his people. But does that include Derek Carr? It's the Big Five at Four. Brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 570-9000. Now brought out by the Knights. Here they go. Left side, Yanmark. Put it out in front for Wah. Kick save. Rebound. Score! Dentano! at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. Knights with a busy week on the way. Be nice to reel off three straight victories, would it not? I think, you know what? I think that they're going to win. I think they're going to sweep this home stand. I really do. If they play the way that they played, I really do. Good thing, man. You were very pessimistic during the break. Very pessimistic. I hope, I hope Carr snapping at you yesterday doesn't it? you were kind of salty during the break about the Raiders about their final five games they're gonna go one four they're gonna go one and four down the stretch well okay well let's let's go real quick they're not gonna be they're not gonna go into Kansas City and win they're they not can. gonna they're not gonna they can but they're not going to they're not gonna come all the way home and then they're gonna go to Cleveland they're gonna lose they definitely can win that one I didn't say they couldn't but they're gonna lose then they're gonna come home and beat the Broncos they're gonna beat the Broncos and then they're going to lose to a team that could win the AFC, the Colts. 500 team. Barely over 500 now. Yep. Getting it together because of their run game. But and if the Raiders can slow down the run. And 
then they're going to come home. And the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't get all. Don't start smiling. And don't bring up Joey Bosa, that obnoxious jerk talking trash to Derek Carr, saying (laughs) saying you can break him. Don't do that. Don't do that. By the way, I'm revising history because when Joey Bosa said that, and people started apologizing on his behalf. I thought it was one of the more ridiculous things ever. I thought what Bosa did was brilliant. And now the Raiders' job is to get their season together to make that make sure that Chargers game means something and stuff it up Joey Bosa's gigantic schnoz. Wow, going up the personal appearances. Well, I have a giant schnoz too, so schnoz on schnoz crime. His okay. is bigger though. Okay, He's so, also six foot six, so naturally it's going to be bigger. I didn't mean that. Ah. I got your back. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, what are they? What, what's your prediction? I mean, all. By the way, I mean all respect to the Bosa family and their tie-ins to. Quit. You know, we're, we're all Italian Americans, Joey. Nobody's going to. We're sticking together. Nobody's, we're all. We're all together. Nobody's coming one. after you. What? What are they going? What? What are the Raiders going to finish this season? Minimum three and two. Down the stretch. Nine, nine, nine and eight, which pisses me off because I said they would go 10 and seven. Rich Basaccia is going to start rolling the dice. Olsen, here's what's going to happen. Basaccia and Olsen are going to have a meeting, and Basaccia is going to look at Olsen and go, Greg, what are we doing? What are we doing? He's better. We only have one chance to get the job. All right? We got to go for broke. We're playing the Chiefs. Let's start getting aggressive. They, they did. And then Olsen's going to go, you're right, sir. They did Let's win try to get year. this job. He's not going to call him sir. They did win there last year. Well, I, I, want, I want the speech to be such fire and brimstone that a sir comes out. You're right, sir. Sir Rich. So, oh, so, so, you're taking, so you're taking the nine and a half in KC. And they're, are they going to – let me ask you this. Are they going to circle the arrowhead in the bus? I hope so. Are they taking a lap? I hope so. Are they going to win outright? Do I, don't, do I want to play the money line? No, I didn't say that. I just said, are you, are you taking the well, nine? I said, are uh, you taking uh, the nine and a half? Well, I'm only getting the circling around the stadium if they if they win the game. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So I need money that's line. True. That's true. Well, they have a shot. Like I said, the Chiefs are a good defensive team right now. They're, and I assume the Raiders, I mean, you were just extolling the virtues of of Bradley. They're not going to play the same defense they did in the first game. It's not going to happen. No, but they got to go back to but, what hey, what they did last year, and what this, a lot of teams have done this year, and make sure that they're not getting, especially you know, they're not getting targeted at the safety position. They're going to change up their defensive philosophy. They will be in this game. They'll be in this game because of their defense. Their defense has been Gus Bradley's been doing fine. They've got the two best edge rushers in, in football. Ice cold 29 degree beer for under $4 and cheap appetizers all game long. Get down here to Twin Peaks. Back to throw. It's the pocket deflected, intercepted, intercepted by Sorensen at the 40. He's at the 50 and breaks a tackle. Sorensen at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Back to Cofield and Company, live in Twin Peaks. Man, oh man, things changed quickly in the NFL. Raiders were 5-2 and two at one point. At that point in the season, a lot of Chiefs fans were hating on Dan Sorensen. He was a hero yesterday, the call there from uh, Mitch Holtis and the Chiefs radio network. All right, we continue to break down 
what's happened to the Raiders since that great start. They're now 6-6, six and six, and yesterday, Willie, they fell victim to the football team. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was not uh, <laughs> was not pretty, and again, um, the defense continues to continues to uh, brace this team, and the offense fell fell victim to a defense that's been playing just as good, if not better, four game win streak. And right now, we're going to welcome former Washington player, NFL veteran, among uh, many teams. He played for four teams, three and one yesterday, his former teams. Vernon Fox, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys? We're good. We are doing good. We are doing good. So let's let's start right there with yesterday's game. Um, you're, you're obviously well familiar with the Las Vegas Raiders. Know some of them. You know the Washington organization. You saw what took place. What's going on with this Las Vegas Raiders team? Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I think you encapsulated it well. At the end of the day, um, you know, let, let's not take away from the fact that there is some positivity that's taking place. Um, but, but like anything, anytime there's a lack of consistency, um, it, it doesn't matter how, how good you are or what you're doing well. Um, you got to do it well and then do it on a consistent basis. And, you know, there's just some things that, um, you know, we're seeing some breakdowns and uh, it, the, the worst part about it is at the wrong time. And, and the game of football is a game of, of inches and, and opportunities. And, and we're just seeing that, you know, at, at some point, those, I think earlier in the season, we were able to get some of those bounces, you know, as they say in the game of basketball, where the bounce kind of went the right way. And uh, some of those close games, we, we were able to walk away with wins. And then now it's kind of going the other way. And so, you know, I think a few minor tweaks here and there, clean up some things, um, you know, obviously um, get some more conversions on the offensive side of the ball, keep that ball in the hands of, of Derek a lot longer and, you know, pull, produce some points, and, and I think we can get things back on track. Well, one of the things that, you know, that keeps coming up, it's, you know, someone brought up red zone conversions and, and that, but they only got into the red zone twice yesterday. But the third down conversion has been a big problem all year. And during this uh, this slide that they're on, they're, they rank dead last in third down conversions in that time span. Play calling seems to be, you know, I know you played on the defensive side of the ball, but even still, the position you played, and you're facing a team that's third and long, and they're throwing the ball in the flat, minus one yard to, to, to get the yards after catch, or if you're on third and eight and they're throwing third and four, that's like a – a cornerback or a safety's dream, and that just seems to be what they continue to do. The play calling seems to be a big issue right now. Yeah, I mean, you you said that 100% accurate. You know, as a defensive back, you know, you're standing at the sticks and you're wanting them to, you know, throw the ball in front of you so that you can come downhill, make the tackle, and get off the field. And I think, obviously, you know, we we have to take into account when, when you don't have Waller and the type of threat that he is, um, and the mismatches that he can create, especially when you're talking about third down situations where he's just going to run an option route, you know, body someone and, and just be the athlete that he is, you know, it makes it difficult. You know, obviously we got Renfro and, and guys that can make some things happen, but, you know, that's a, a major weapon that we're working without at this moment. I want to talk a little bit about um, 
I mentioned that you know you played for four different teams. You played for the Chargers, the Lions, the then Redskins, um, and the Broncos. And I want to talk about the Lions. They pick up their first victory yesterday. Um, but man, if you if anybody who has been paying attention to the Lions all season and how emotional and vested this coach, Dan Campbell. I, I put, when we get ready for the show in pre-production, we send over our topics, and one of the headline, subheads I said to Steve was, we need more Dan Campbells in this world. Forget about in the league. Um, you know, when you see a guy like that and, and some of his press conferences this year, and it's a former team of yours, you cheer for all your teams. On game day, you post some throwback uh, photos and throughout the week. Um, just touch on that and just how special, um, you know, that's got to feel to get that first victory, but then just maybe what that character, because you're very big on coaching and personalities beyond the football field. Yeah, I, I don't know Dan on a personal basis, but, you know, obviously emotion oozes out of him. And, and you have to respect someone that is passionate about what they do. And, you know, his emotion is just uh, a response to, the fact that it, he cares about what he's doing, and 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 you gotta respect anyone that's doing that because of the time, the energy, the effort that it takes, um, and those, what those guys put into that profession. You know, I've said this before. For a lot of people that are watching from the outside, it's just entertainment. But for those guys that are between the the lines, and, and certainly the ones that are in those meeting rooms, putting those plans together, it, it's a lot that you are emotionally invested in, and you want to be successful. No, no one puts that type of time into anything to go out and fall short, and, and that's happened to them a number of times. So, yeah, obviously it's real special when you're able to go out and, and get that win and produce a victory and, you know, prayerfully that, you know, puts them in the right direction and things start going in, in, in their direction now. If there's one person that's poured emotion into his players during his coaching tenure, it was you. Um, I've said this many times on this show when we've had you on. I've said this in writing about you for USA Today. I've said this uh, – uh, umpteen times in that and re and basically re reiterating reiterating your sentiments and that you are a coach of young men not football players how special has it been the last few weeks to see some former faith lutheran players play in conference championships finish out some college careers finish off some college seasons Mo, uh, most recently Dylan, uh, dalton kincaid with utah this past weekend in the pac-12 championship it's super special, man. You know, I, I posted about it. Um, when you have the opportunity to see those guys continuing their careers and, you know, having success and, and just enjoying what they're doing, you know, that's what it's all about. And even the ones that, you know, aren't playing. I mean, we got kids out here that, that send me messages, you know, showing me that they just became a police officer or they got, you know, they passed the bar, and, you know, got their, their, their degree Whatever the case is, man, we're rooting for them because our goal in the beginning was never to just produce football players. We were producing men of character, integrity, accountability, excellence. We wanted them to become amazing husbands and fathers, and, you know, we're, we're able to see that. So, yeah, to see Dalton out there, you know, scoring touchdowns and, you know, Elijah Cody coming here and playing in Allegiant Stadium, and I got the chance to go and do the chapel for San Diego State, those moments are special, man, and um, I'm, I'm always rooting for those guys. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was fun to, to to cover that game. I got a chance to, cut, to catch up with Hunky Cooper and and Jeff Horton. Um, we got a couple more things to do, but one thing I definitely want to touch on is you are now an accomplished author. Your book is out. 
I received my copy. Jordan has his copy. I know he posted his up over the weekend telling people to pick up a Christmas gift. Faith Habits, 21 Days of Faith. I'm just going to let you roll with it and, and, and talk about it. Yeah, it's it's really probably one of, one of my proudest moments, man, to be honest. Um, you know, God has blessed me tremendously to be able to accomplish a lot of things. Um, and And to be completely transparent, just writing the book was something that was challenging to me, and it was something that, for whatever reason, it, it was a huge hurdle that I had to climb over, and it's something I've always wanted to do. And uh, I took the time to sit down and do it and, you know, mapped out a, a game plan and, and executed. And, uh, yeah, 21 Days of Faith, Faith Habits, it's, it's out, and, I mean, it's doing great. Um, I, I really had no expectations because the victory was just in getting it published and getting it out to the world. And uh, people have been so supportive, people like yourself and Jordan and so many other uh, family and even people I don't know from all over this country have purchased that book. And um, I'm praying that it's a blessing to people and that it you know, encourages them, um, helps to develop and grow and mature their faith in their personal walk. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited, man. This Friday I actually have a, a book signing here at Faith Lutheran um, in, the, in the campus store, The Shield. It'll be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. here in Vegas. So I'm excited about that, too. And if if I, I, I tell people, I'm telling you, if you like self-improvement, it, it doesn't matter how much you wear your faith on your sleeve. I, if I know Vernon, and I've yet to get into this because I've been busy covering Gold Knights Raiders, but I plan on sitting down to it because i got some off days coming, and I know I'm going to knock it out probably in a day. But this is one of those self-help, but it can get you in touch with you, you know anything to help you mentally, spiritually, whatever, however you apply it. And Christmas is coming up. If you know people that would appreciate it, Vernon, tell them where they can get the book. So you can purchase the book um, directly on my website, uh, www.vernonfox.com, www.vernonfox.com. And uh, right now we're, we're pushing them out. Um, if you purchase from the site, um, you'll have an autographed copy that will be uh, mailed out to you. Um, obviously, if you come to the signing, you're local here in Las Vegas, um, Friday at, at Faith Lutheran, 11 a.m., um, you know, I'll sign it and get an opportunity to meet you. It'll be on Amazon, I believe, in about a week. We got an ebook version that's going to be available also. But yeah, man, it's available. As a matter of fact, um, now that I think about it, I'll, I'll, I'll have the developer put up a, a code for those that are listening tonight. And if you put ESPN, you know, we'll do uh, two bucks off. So I'll, I'll set that up by the end of the night. That's awesome. So make sure you go check him out on his website. ESPN is the code. $2 off, and I promise you, you guys won't be disappointed. And those of you that aren't readers, I am not a reader. Go figure as a writer. But this is a this is a, this is is going to be a book that you will be able to get through and enjoy. Vernon, one thing I did not text you when I texted you the topics, so I'm putting you on the spot because Steve and myself at this point right now in the season, I want to know your Super Bowl participants. Who's Ooh. going to the Super Bowl? If you were to make this, if you were to make the matchup, who you got going? We got a repeat from last year, baby. Same oh. teams, just different results. <laughs> oh, there you go, Vernon Fox. Check him out on um, on Twitter, Vernon Fox Three, numeral three. Check out his website. Check out his book. My brother, love you much. I will see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys. God bless you and Merry Christmas. There he is, Vernon Fox, local former NFL player. Coming up, we'll get to uh, Willie's Super Bowl pick. A little bit early, but we'll probably have an update on this like five or six times. We'll get to that. Uh, also, some more of the numbers from the Final Four in college football. And we got the game coming up. Bills and Patriots. Twin Peaks is the site. It's on Eastern. 
Got the big beers for less than four bucks. Uh, appetizers, select appetizers, two, four, and six dollars. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. So, Willie, you made reference to Dan Campbell a couple of minutes ago. Let's play the yeah. uh, end of the Lions game. They get the first win of the season. First victory of the year on the line. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes! Caught! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They did it! Armand Ross, they brought in the receiving end! Oh, they're rushing the field! They've done it! It's over! And how big is that? Oh, my goodness! Lions Radio Network. That was cool. And then after the game, Dan Campbell um, embracing the moment. It's obviously been a a devastating weekend, you know, last four or five days in the Detroit area, even though it was, uh, you know, 40 miles north in Oakland. This game ball goes to the whole Oxford community. All those were affected. And that being said, man, I just I want us to not forget these names, Madison Baldwin, Hannah St. Juliana, Justin Schilling, Tate Muir, Phoebe Arthur, uh, John Ashuda, Riley France, Elijah Mueller, Kylie Osiji, Aiden Watson, and Molly Darnell, who's a teacher. This dude, I really like Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, I mean, we've yet to see his 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 football. Um, where he's going to take this program. But I think his passion and his his due diligence um, is going to help. And I think that this team, as competitive as it's been, as close as you've seen, right? How many emotional press conferences the guys had off close losses? I think this is a team that you know. I don't know if Goff is is the guy is the long term guy. Um, where this team goes, if the, if but as they build. I, I really do think that they have a great leader because I just think that this this dude is vested and cares about each individual. And you can just see it, his humanistic side. I think it's special when you see someone like that because it, it means something and it, it, it and that becomes contagious. Flip side of that, Vikings lose the game. Their season is unraveling. They've been in tons of close games. They've had the lead in all these games. Mike Zimmer's probably gonna lose his job. Yep. Yeah. I think that this team is going through a more embarrassing season and collapse than the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, as much as they have said no, we're not gonna let distractions hinder our course, being the Gruden yeah. and the next I it think has. It, it, has. it has. It has. It's not an excuse. Those are facts. Right. You know, you lose your head coach in October. That's a big deal. And yeah. then your team is torn apart by, you know, one of your guys being a moron and killing someone, one of our locals, Tina Tintor. Um, yeah, I mean, have the Vikings had distractions? Sure. But the Vikings are a good team. Clearly they're a good team if they're ahead in all these games. And now they've just lost to the Lions. I will say the difference between the remaining staff and with the Raiders and Zimmer I do believe Zimmer will be a head coach in the NFL again. In fact, if he is fired, I'd actually throw his hat in the ring for the Raiders' job. Am mm. I crazy? 
No, because he'll he's going to be fired. He's going to be a candidate, and he's he's has the credentials. Well, he doesn't have to be a candidate. I mean, there are some people out there who maybe don't think he's a very good coach. I think he's a good coach. It doesn't matter what other people think. It's a matter of whether he throws his hat or expresses interest and, and, and reaches out. doesn't mean that he – I mean, a candidate is – if he reaches out, Mark Davis could tell him no, or he could put him on a list. Well, candidate. by candidate, I mean that they would actually talk to him. Oh, well. Yeah. Like, should he be in the mix for the Raiders job? One, do they want him on the defensive side of the ball or they want to bring in someone offensive? I think that well, that just depends if they keep Gus Bradley and if they if they clean house and ship everybody out, then I you know then I think at this point, to be honest with you, I think that they need to get somebody offensive. I think that because that's that's how this team was built. If you are if you don't go that route, then you're going to have to restructure everything. This team was built with an offensive mind in place, and I think that the defense came together this year, and that's been the best part. So if you get rid of Gus Bradley and you bring in a new defensive coordinator, I think that you have the components there to carry that out, and the offense is, need, is what needs fixing. So you need an offensive mind. When we find out what the deal was behind the scenes with uh, Joe Brady, if it's nothing terrible as to why he was released, fired. Joe Brady? Raiders? 30-something? I think the Raiders are going to splash. To be honest with you, I think it's. I think it's. I, I don't know who, and I couldn't give you. I, I can't give you an, a, a name. Dabo Sweeney. It's that's a splash. First interview was yesterday. That's a splash, on the sidelines. Or no, I tell you when the I, here. Let me just throw this at you. Uh, Hunter Renfro said, "No, we haven't had a chance. It was good to see him over there, but we'll catch him this week." I think he said Tuesday. I really want to go to Piero's this weekend. Keep an eye out to see if they're all at dinner. Your Super Bowl pick, what is it? I'm sticking with my original one from Cofield Company, Chiefs and Rams. That was my pick. Really? Yeah. I just went through Chiefs? the list. Rams? That's what, how can I waver? I am not a waffler. Well, that's the point of doing it. No, that's with your week guys fourteen the, on the with week fourteen on the I'm way. Not, you get I'm to reset. Wa- I'm not a waffler and gonna change. I said Chiefs and Rams. By the way, I have some pretty decent picks here. I Rams said the with Odell to, Beckham are I said still, the Patriots really? to win the AFC East. I said the Raiders. Did you really? To, yeah, it's right here. Wow, nice. I remember going over this, and it was the three of us in the uh, – I think you got mocked have, heavily. It might have been the Caliendo day. If not, it was a different day, but it was you, Adam, and I. I got mocked because I had the Raiders in as the third wild card. But Adam, so Adam kept saying, this is no fun. You got a lot of the same picks. He, as he did. So, but I had the, yeah, anyway. Chiefs and Rams were my original Super Bowl magic. I'm sticking with my pick. I liked the, and I had the Chiefs winning. So, Still? Who, who, where are you at? Where are you at? Chiefs and Packers. Is that Was that your original pick? I have no idea what my original pick was. I have to look it up. I was prepared, obviously. I, re- <laughs> I read the round down. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, you know what? By the way, Ari sends over today. He goes. By the way, did you see in his in his rundown he sent over today? My pick tonight: Patriots upset. A blah, 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 blah from a guy who doesn't know football. Go on a limb or something, Ari. I mean, it's not like you're going on a limb here in a team that's leading the division. Patriots getting thirty-one points tonight. Big upset. Now they're getting three. Relax. Settle down. And then, and then and then on top of it, he just sent in the message here, Bengals are best team in the AFC. Settle down, producer that's boy. A, that's a Willie Ramirez quote. That's why it has quotations in it. You from said when? that. I was kind of calling a, you out. Did you not when? say that a few weeks Last ago? Last week? 
doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're going to go to the I Super Bowl. Waffle. Huh? I thought you didn't waffle. That's right, that's right. I don't. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Willie's got VGK tickets down here. At least he's signing people up to uh, win tickets for the game against the Flyers this Get Friday. Get down here. Here is Twin Peaks on Eastern in Henderson. Big beers under 4 bucks. Got select appetizers, 2 4 and $6. And then dozens of the nicest ladies in town to serve you. Twin Peaks on a Monday.